The Twins beat the Royals in the series opener at Kauffman Stadium behind a great start from Devin Smeltzer. Some late, ru- some runs late. We're going to break it down on today's Lockdown Twins postcast. You are Lockdown Twins postcast, part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. It's Friday night, May 20th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I can eat half the batter while I'm making those brownies. So true. Go to Built.com. It's just like eating the brownie batter. They're so delicious, but they're also healthy. They're healthy. Go to Built.com. Use promo code Locked 15. Brandon Twins win the opener. This is the first game of a very, what should be, light stretch for the Twins. Devin Smeltzer was really, really solid in this one. Yeah, and no strikeouts. I had kind of some fun with that meme style with Zach Greinke getting a front row seat after Greinke's been striking out like two batters per (laughs) nine this season. So he probably had to feel like he had taken young Smeltzer under his wing, kind of like MJ Melendez with a couple of hits in the absence of Salvador Perez. So maybe a little deja vu with uh, Byron Buxton. I think he lost a hit down the left field line like Alex Gordon used to do to Joe Maurer. So, and, uh, and Tyler Duffy struggling at the K. I mean, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Delicious barbecue as well. in the Twins yes. booth tonight. Yes. Just the best. We went to Q39 the other day there. So, so good. Tyler Duffy wasn't Brandon. And, and you mentioned him. I mean, it's funny. I sat here and of course I said the other day, Tyler Duffy hasn't forgotten how to get outs, right? Gives up a homer to Carlos Santana. Who's been just terrible this year, but of course beats the twins. As you say, some things never change. Tyler Duffy, I mean, right now, where is he in this bullpen hierarchy, Brandon? I mean, I think, I mean, I know Jack's worked ahead of him, but I think Jack's has to be, depending on how you view a totem pole, lower on the totem pole because the lower part of a totem pole is the most important, but he's more high priority right now, Griffin Jack's is, than Tyler Duffy. So I think that puts Duffy maybe at fourth but we saw pretty much everyone that's going to work high level high leverage spots in this game not necessarily in the the order you would have expected but I did see a lot of people on Twitter saying all right next time Juwan Duran gets the save the save opportunity uh hello he had it in the seventh inning when he bailed out Duffy he doesn't get a save for that he gets a hold but if that doesn't work he gets a blown save and you can't win the game in the seventh but you can lose the game i was thinking of it yes. i was thinking of you saying that now it's actually yes. my head as i was watching you wander on come out to the mound i was yep. i was thinking of you saying that brandon right here uh and right now polanco at second base i wrote him down had a nice play tonight what have you thought brandon generally now we have a, a pretty large sample of him at second Moving over there after the playoffs in 2020, Twins took a lot from one game that Astros lost and, and made some changes there. Signed Anderson Simmons. Now it's Carlos Correa next to him. But what have you thought overall of Polanco? The metrics aren't great this year. I think he's one out above average, but last year about average, if I'm not mistaken. What's been your take on him at second? You know, we were kind of spoiled by the guy who moved over from short recently and Brian Dozier, who is a very, very strong defensive second baseman. 
And then we saw Jonathan Scope, who was pretty good. We saw Luis Arise, who was eh, not so great. And I think Polanco is just that next step up. He's kind of in between the two. I think there is a potential for Polanco's ceiling defensively at second base to be one of those three finalists that we watch on TV right around the time of the World Series when they spend like an hour going over all of them on, on ESPN there. But I, I don't think of him as the kind of guy who's going to beat out like a Nicky Lopez across the way here in Kansas City or anything like that. Could he luck himself into one, maybe two gold gloves? Certainly, but I see him as perfectly capable, perfectly good at second base, and he makes a lot of plays that, um, you know, I felt like he left on the board or on the table at shortstop, relatively speaking, to over at second base. Rough season for the Tigers, but I saw today, you mentioned Jonathan Scope, eight outs above average. He's first among all second basemen, has been uh, terrific there. We saw it when he was a twin. Yep. Jose Miranda, deep breath for him at second, two-run double to add on. Twins go up 6-3. I mean, I think St. Paul is waiting for Jose Miranda. The Saints are. But, I mean, how good is that for him? Yeah, St. Paul wants you, but do you want St. Paul? And I think if you're Jose Miranda, you absolutely do not. But it, it again, the, the Twins had, let's see here, seven hits tonight. Four of them come from the eight and nine spots. Miranda, you know, you and I both have noted many different ways that he's looked overmatched, whether it's body language I had that one ball that got whistled over his head that looked like he had a chance to catch. Granted, it was smoke, so don't get me wrong. But yeah, you know, he's been on borrowed time for quite a quite a bit here, and it's probably going to come down to first Larna coming back, and then whenever Kirilov comes back, he's going to probably move even further down. But again, we've talked about the depth of this offense. Buxton goes hitless. Um, Arise comes off the bench, goes hitless. Polanco, hitless. Urshela, hitless. Kepler, hitless. So what do they do? Eight and nine step up, and they still score six runs. That's incredible. Just like with the rotation, Devin Smelser steps in. They step up, and it's incredible. This is a team that you have to believe in right now. I don't see any other way. Joe Ryan tomorrow. We're going to preview that game. If you want to bet on Joe Ryan, our partners at Bet Online continue to be your number one source for all those needs, all your betting needs, and sports info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. So, Joe Ryan, Brad Keller tomorrow. Brad Keller, outstanding in the shortened 2020 season, Brandon. Really bad last year, but has been. Great again this year for the Royals. Max Kepler, five for 14, two homers and a double. Luis Arise is five for eight. Byron Buxton, one for six, three strikeouts. He may not play tomorrow, you know, that two out of three. Uh, yeah. But what should we be looking for out of Brad Keller and the Twins offense uh, in opposition? Well, I'm curious how the off day is going to count in Buxton cycling too, because it's a day off, but it's not a day off from a game. So how much, how much does that matter? Right. Uh, you know, so we'll see. But yeah, Keller, the numbers look good. The strikeouts aren't there, but he seems to me like the kind of guy who, you know how you have guys kind of flip a switch and they go like Kyle Gibson went from a six strikeout per nine guy to almost one or maybe right around one per nine. He feels to me like the kind of guy who could flip that switch. So, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to line up their typical death lineup against righties where Arise will be in there instead of garlic. And who knows if, um, you know, Gary Sanchez might DH and Jeffers behind the plate. I like their chances with Joe Ryan on the mound. He's been unflappable. I mean, one shaky-ish start so far in his big league career, and he came back and looked good the next time out. So I got a lot of faith in Joe Ryan, a lot of faith, a lot more than I've had in a pitcher of his experience level, ugh, maybe ever in a Twins uniform.
Yeah, and I mean, it's not just him. You know, Andoran just steps in, gets big outs tonight. Griffin Jacks, you mentioned yep. as well, got some outs tonight on the road. So it's it's the young pitchers. Well, and on, on military appreciation night, yes. Griffin yes. Jacks coming up. Throwing 97. Pagan hit 97 and Griffin Jacks hit 97. Jacks um, average 96 tonight. As my friends like to say, the Wes Johnson pitching lab might be uh, <laughs> heating up. Absolutely. Hopefully. That is true. Let's talk about this stretch to finish here. 15 sure. games, Royals and Tigers, Brandon. White Sox game tonight is canceled in the Bronx. They'll play a doubleheader Sunday, but I believe it's Dallas Keuchel tomorrow in the Bronx, which is a Ugh, very difficult matchup. Uh, right-handed heavy lineup for the Yankees. So just feels like the Twins can, can make some hay here in this stretch. Absolutely, and we talked about it in our group as far as what that needs to look like as a run if the team needs to go 9-4, and 8-4. Five, whatever and all of those seem reasonable and that that's only going to put distance between the twins and the white Sox. the white Sox are in a obviously a tougher stretch it's not to say much but um you know i like the twins chances of making a little buffer maybe a four or five game buffer that you know that certainly looks real nice going into june and and when things start heating up weather wise and divisional race wise and trade wise you want to be in that position in the catbird seat and it looks like that could be possible for your twins Twins up six to four. They win tonight one and oh on this stretch. That is uh, the most important thing. Brandon, thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow after Joe Ryan's start. We'll break that down. We'll break the game down. Like, subscribe, and comment on the Locked On Sports Minnesota page. And I'll see you then, sir. Thanks so much. Be good.